The people are real. The verdicts are final. The ghosts are passed on. This is Ghost Court with the Honorable Me, Sean Gee. You might remember my first plaintiffs today. Uh, Brenda DeCaptainy from just infamy and from her time here in the spirit world. Today, in a ghost world and ghost court exclusive, we have multiple humans suing each other. Uh, here in the court today, who do I have before me? Uh, defendant, uh, Ms. DeCaptainy. Hi, how you... Is that you? Of course. Sean Gee? Yes, how are you doing? You're on the Sean Gee show? Well, well of course. <laughs> You still doing this, huh? You look nice. Oh, well, thank you. Well, you know, it comes with a. I, I judge all moral and uh, spiritual implications in the spirit world and interpret all ghost law. But yeah, all, Are you I also give me do my this. my husband back, Sean? I also do this little show. Can you give me my husband back? I did give you your husband back. Well, right now, that is a matter to be determined, yes. And uh, let me introduce the plaintiff. Uh, who uh, who are you today, sir? How are you doing, Mr. Shongi's me, Javier? I'm doing quite well. Nice to meet you, young man. I appreciate that you decided to put on a suit today. Of course. It was very, My uh, father always told me, if you don't put on a suit... No one is ever going to take you seriously. You should know that as a minority, too, Sean. I do understand that most, and I, as a minority, I honestly, I'm going to probably be favoring in your side. But as a judge, I must be what impartial. The fuck, Sean? As a judge, I you must can't be say impartial. Shit like that. I know, but I, as unfortunately, After I. After all we've been through, you give me my husband back just so this fucking. Well, Mrs. DeCaptainy, if you Javier. are. Yeah. This man... Why are you pretending to talk like that? <laughs> you were born in America! Everybody... I will have order in the courtroom. Now, I might be... Brenda, I, it might be a few years later, but I will have order in the courtroom. I'm still going to... Mr. Sean, I just want to say that I was born in Honduras. I'm glad. I'll get off with that load of shit. You were born in Santa Fe. And regardless of where the defend, wherever the plaintiff was, we are going to proceed... With the truth in this case. Now, it is up to me to determine. It is my determination that the plaintiff is alleging that the defendant did not care properly for one former congressman, Artie DiCaprio. Is that a law saying you have to care for someone? Of course. Just what? the natural, you know, law of physical law. Yes. Like... Well, I. It, I, I couldn't Can you point, cite a judge? Not necessarily off the top of my head, but if you, if I were to call child or adult protective services, they would certainly take your husband away, like Mr. Javier has done. He's not a child. He's a grown I man. Said it, I meant to say adult protective services. There's no such thing. Yes, there is. Since when? Always. There really is. Yes. It's for mostly used for senior citizens, but... Of course, so any uh, my your husband is soup. He's exactly. Now considered a se well, he's citizen. considered a, a, a special needs citizen, sir. Why'd yeah, you give certainly. him to me special needs? Well, uh, he will have to earn his brains back. So through... you give me a special yeah. needs fucking idiot. You're lucky that husband. he even came back at all. He was a very successful underworld congressman. You're very lucky that I even let well, him come back to you at all. He, well. That is going to have to be up to your determination and your worth on earth to Brenda, try to get that back. I, really to don't I don't appreciate you talking about Artie like that. You know, ever since me and Artie got together, 
I think we've sort of developed the connection. Ain't that right, Artie? He's my man. And you know what? Though he can't say it, I think he loves me, unlike you. Fuck you, Javier. Uh, order in the courtroom. We will not have these sort of outbursts, Mr. Cassidy. We will not have Is these. Is this true, Artie? Do you love him? Mr. DeCaplany, please answer the question. What's that mean? Well, that is up for you to determine. I mean, I, I think he said yes. Uh, well, we will. Mr. DeCaplany, did you mean yes? That's his word for no. Well, we will determine that at a later time. Now, Mrs. DeCaplany, there is a charge here that your husband's ass was covered in multiple diaper and rash sores from where you did not ever change His him. His is always like that. He likes wearing diapers. It's a fetish for him. Do you have any written evidence or doc did you provide I any documentation videos. for yes, that? Yes, I have videos that we took together. And have you submitted them to your to the bailiffs? Look it up right now. Oh, I'm not. Well, you have to submit them to the court for his evidence or else this would be one side for Mr. Javier. Nobody approached me! Well, that was your decision when you did not hire a lawyer to represent yourself today. Javier doesn't have a lawyer. Well, Javier? I went to law school. Now, did you know that, Mrs. DeCaplanet? No. You went to law school, Javier? That's one for the minorities. You, would, you never told me you went to law school. Artie, I've, I've been telling you to go to law school forever. It's amazing you're a congressman and never been to law school. Javier... Okay. Now, Mrs. DeCaplany, how do you answer to this charge about the first diaper rashes? I'm, I'm, I'm pleading. Do I have to plead? Sure. I plead not guilty because Artie loves that kind of shit. Okay. Now, Javier, how do you answer to those charges? Brenda, I know you're into a lot of fucked up shit like that, but like you raised Artie and you raised him to like bed sore, so... I mean... Even if he likes it, it's inhumane. Oh, fuck you. On this first verdict, this first charge, I rule in favor of Mr. Javier. Now... This court's a fucking joke. Order in the courtroom. We will not have these sort fuck of outbursts. You, we will Gay. not have these sorts of outbursts. I will absolutely... You've known my husband for so long. How do you not know? Like, do you ever see his pants? They're always really stuffy. I've never noticed your husband to wear a diaper before, but if you say he does, I will believe you. However, you it is your responsibility, it is your responsibility as a caregiver to ensure so that he does not get any tells, diaper rashes. This gardener tells you one thing and you side with him just because he's what? He's not from Honduras either! He is a law-educated gardener. I, he never told me that. Now, Judge, can I please yeah. say something? Yes, right. Go so right you're going to let him talk, but you're not going to let me... Brenda, I want my turn. Yes, please, Mrs. DeCaplany. I will allow it. Mr. Shangi, are you a fan of Danny Trejo? Of course, with all my heart. Who could not be a fan of Machete? He's my cousin. You're joking. No. Well? Would you, you think you, you want to meet him? Because I, I think he might be home. I mean, I could, get, I, I could FaceTime you after, I, the, after this. Yeah, I would love to, I'd love to meet him. Does he do... What the... What the he, what's going on here? Does he have any tacos? No, he makes tacos. I'm not trying to be racist. Oh, I know. You're not, no, you're not offending me. That'd just be like me asking you if your brother made curry. Yeah, well, he does. My brother Raj owns a 
very successful curry business. Rogers oh, Curry. You ever heard of Rogers Curry? No, I'm sorry. Well, when you pass on and you come to the ghost world, it's only in the ghost, it's world. Only in the ghost world. But you know, I some people have seen it. But yeah, in the ghost world, when you pass on, uh, come it's eat food. at Rogers Curry. It's food three for one, for, free it, for you. Is it only for comfort? Free for me. <laughs> free for you for being my friend today here. This is. This is unbelievable. Uh, anyway, back to the point. The match. You're right. Correct. I went to appeal. No, there, well, you Supreme can't appeal Ghost until we're Court. done. There's Take the, me to the Supreme Ghost uh, Court. We, you will have to appeal each individual case. We have three more cases against you right now. Okay. I appeal the first. Number two. Now, Mr. Javier, please uh, explain the second case that you are bringing against Mrs. DeCaplanet today. Now, Mr. Sean. I, are you aware of anything that's happening outside of the spirit world? Uh, only semi-omnisciently. Do you, you know how you know how successful Brenda is? Uh, no, we do not get any do sort of. Do you know of... how successful that this book she wrote for Marty has been, telling all the secrets of the spirit world, which I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to let get out. Well, of course not. She's written a book about. What? She wrote a book about everything, man. Everything about Latricia. And then told it to the and real Lucifer. world about how the god is not real. She told everybody. And Lucifer is dead and never. She told everybody. Bre- the, Mrs. DeCaplany. She there. hasn't even got a brain for Artie. With all that money, this, Mrs. DeCaplany. This is not true. Our, what, Mrs. DeCaplany? How do you defend yourself? Because from my eyes, Wait, you look. You I are. Can't, I wasn't I can't allowed believe to write the, the book either. Well, well. Only if you call it fiction, because otherwise, if everybody gets down here and they believe he it, then they call it fiction. Go- he says this is a real life, true story, and my zombie husband is, is there the ab- proof. Is there absolute anarchy? No. There's no anarchy. Not as far as I can tell. Well, then as long as it's doing great on, a, as long as there is no harm, we will be all right with the publishing of the story. What the fuck? Because I'm sure enough people will believe that the story is not true, because there are so many. People who are religious, who will, are so firmly in their beliefs that they will believe any hogwash. I have a zombie husband as proof. Now, that is true. That has made but, over three but, billion dollars last year. Three billion dollars, Mrs. DeCaplany, and with all that money, you couldn't invest in your husband's brains? Didn't even bother. You know what she bought instead? A grill set. A grill set. That's all I've seen her buy with it. I don't know what she's doing with it. Mrs. DeCaplany, how do you answer to this charge? What does it matter what I buy? Why would you not give... You are so busy complaining about how busy your bad your husband is now that he is brain soup. And part of the reason for I, him returning was for you to turn him back into normal, non-brain soup brain. So how do you answer? I, I'm trying my best. What did you spend the money on? A grill set and what else? Nothing. What are you doing with the money, Mrs. DeCaplany? Nothing. It's in a super pack. You put your money in a super pack for what? I'm running for president. Mrs. DeCaplany, you are running for president? I'm running for president. Against... In what party? My own. In what? And have you qualified to appear on the ballot in any states? No, I'm a write-in. You're going... You're a write-in candidate. All right, Mrs. DeCaplany, you have funneled $3 billion... It's all in... Into your own private... It's all YouTube ads and Spotify ads. It's all on it. Want a break from the ads? If you tap now to watch a short video, you'll receive 30 minutes of ad-free music. Hi, I'm Brenda DeCaplany, and I'm running for president in 2020 against stupid retard Joe Biden and orange monkey Donald Trump. 
I am a write-in candidate and I have the truth about the afterlife and I will give it to you. If you vote for me, write me in your ballot and don't check off Joe Biden or Donald J. Trump. I will not let you down and you will go to heaven. Now enjoy 30 minutes of ad-free listening. On the second verdict, I rule in favor of Mr. Javier. What the? I thought you were going to vote for me! I'm sorry, Mrs. DiCaplini, but your husband deserves to use the money from his book and his story towards his own health and recovery. Does this mean I get, like, best two out of three? Well, there's a few. Well, like... We also we have to. do it all. Yes, Sean. exactly. Gonna We're going to hear it all. Every single last one of these. So don't think you did anything by doing this. You didn't do shit. I'm going to be the fucking president. You see the polls lately? Now, Mrs. DeCaplini, you have. You're ranked, you're ranked in seven somehow. I don't even know that. I don't even know five of them. Miss, in order in the court, please. Politics brings aside. Up, brings up my fucking ratings during uh, poli- court. I know. Politics aside. Packy. Now, Mrs. DeCaplini. I understand that you have also filed a case against Mr. Javier. Yes, I have. I would like you to please present it now. Honorable Sean Gee. Yes. You know it is a biblical sin for gluttony. Sure. I have watched on several occasions. Sure. Sean, I mean Javier, eat a whole box of ice cream sandwiches. Okay. That's gluttony. That's a deadly sin. Now, can you get rid of them? No, uh, no. Um, unfortunately, Mrs. DeCaplany, there's nothing I can do about him eating too many ice cream sandwiches unless it relates. Does it relate to his care or his ability to care for your husband? I, no, I thought this, I thought I was just countersuing him for something else. I don't. I guess I didn't do the right thing. Well, we, we will go with it. Mr. Javier, how do you respond to the accusation of gluttony? I'd... Brenda, do you know how many times I sat there and watched you eat all of my Taco Bell? And you ate all my KFC every time we went out and got food? You ate it all? Brenda, you gained 50 pounds since we've been together. I no longer even find you attractive. Not only am I not in love with you anymore, and I'm in love with your son and husband, I don't even, like, look at you. Mrs. DiCaplini, how do you respond of the sin of gluttony? I, I don't, Sean. Just, whatever. He, he can have body. I don't, I don't want him. Mrs. DiCaplini, are you forfeiting in this court, or are you giving up? I plead guilty. You plead guilty to the sin of gluttony? To all of it. Oh. Uh, I just I just want to go back to Earth. Well, Mrs. DeCaplany, I'm sorry that it appears your spirit has been broken. But uh, your spirit inside, your, your, your demeanor has been broken. Not literally, your ghost. Not okay, literally, that, your that ghost. Means, okay. But, uh, Mrs. DeCaplany, I want you to know... Uh, after we return from a brief commercial break, we are going to hear from your husband thanks to the gift of, well, my omniscient ghost spirit. You, you've always been very omniscient, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. He's wild. Whoa! 
He's wacky. Wait, so you knew Vincent Van Gogh? He's moving to Thursday night? <gasps> That's right. Catch Master Trace on his new night, Thursdays, on Ghost NBC. Don't forget it. And we're back for a final case against Mr. DeCaplany, Mrs. DeCaplany and Mr. Javier. We are going to hear from the witness himself, Mr. Artie DeCaplany, former congressman and former second circle of hell congressman as well. Uh, please, please, somebody, Mr. Javier, please roll uh, Mr. DeCaplany to the stand. Mr. Lovely Bones, come here. Please raise his right hand. Okay. And, uh, uh, well, we're just going to put his hand on this Bible and pretend that he's swearing an oath. Blah, blah, blah. He's, uh, he's, got, he's saying the oath. He agrees not to lie. Blah, blah, blah. All right. And now using my omniscient ghost powers, he is going to have momentary time to speak to us. Now, Mr. DeCaplany, before we get started, I just want to say thank you for your time as a second degree, uh, second circle of hell congressman. Oh, this is very much, uh, Audie! Yeah, <laughs> hello. Uh, this is very much my uh, honor to serve you and be a uh, congressman down here and fulfill a dream. Um, it, it occurred to me when I returned back to Earth that I actually was elected to Congress. I kind of forgot about that. And for some reason, I am, was no longer in Congress, and it's a whole wild story. I somehow I forgot. I thought I never got elected, but uh, whatever. Thank you, Mr. DeCaplany. Hold on, you don't remember winning? Yeah, he he. There might be some brain function and short-term memory loss until his brain is fully restored to its Arnie, original do you state. you remember me? You you may answer, Mr. DeCaplany. Yes, uh, yes, I remember you, Brenda. Um. I love you, and I just want to say that I, I'm honestly a little disappointed in the way that you treated me over the last few months. You knew before I came what are you, what are you that saying? you knew before I came back to this body that I was going to be a lot of work, and you agreed to let me come here, and then you have another relationship. You talked me into letting you take this body again. I wanted you to take somebody else. Like, why couldn't you have, I don't know, like, James Cameron. He's, he's successful. It wasn't an option. He wouldn't let me. He only let me have back my old body. Well, Sean, this is all your fault, Sean. It is all Sean Gee's fault. Get There's it. no doubt about Audie, that. Audie, do you want to file a lawsuit against Sean? Yeah, that's going to be a separate lawsuit that I file with Mr. Javier. What? Brenda... I told you, Brenda. Brenda. He wants to be with me. I Audie, do. I, I'm, I, so, I'm so happy you're finally here. I love you. I love you, Javier. And I never would have imagined coming back through this life, especially hearing from how I heard about you. I never would have thought that I ever would have had feelings for you, Javier. But you've taken better care of me than my mother slash wife ever you're has. You're telling me my son's a faggot? in the courtroom. Now, Mrs. DeCaplany, we will not have any words like that used towards the beautiful act of love that is happening in front of us just because so it does not involve you. Sympathizer. Now, Mrs. DeCaplany, order in this courtroom. Now, you have just heard it from your husband yourself. The care 
that you took of your husband was so poor and in, in such a poor excuse. Well, if I'm such a bad person, put me in fucking ghost jail. I'm going to do just that. In what? fact, you are sentenced to one year maximum security ghost prison. Bailiffs, what get her. Hell? Get the fuck off me. Get her, bailiffs. Get the off me. Already, Mr. DeCaplini, from now on, Don't your omniscient me. ghost presence will be gone. I you will return. Room. Get her out of here. Thank you, bailiffs. Tune in next Friday for another episode of Ghost Court right after the brand new episode of Master Trace Hour on its new night, Thursday night. Thank you. Breaking news, folks. This just turned into a top nine best people i guess sort of that we favorite people I'm top calling, nine I'm calling it top nine people we went to school with top nine people we went to school Just, with we left when we made this these lists we both made individual lists and when we made it we wanted it to be ambiguous as possible like what defines top nine you know right there's no criteria for it so all of these we're assuming are going to be completely fucking just random right i think even right from the get-go, it is absolutely random. Uh, this podcast originated on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash austinzack00. Um, well, let's get started. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I think you you should go first, because I'm kind of I'm kind of still in the process of uh, organizing, organizing them. Organizing, yeah. Gotcha. I'll start with number nine. Uh, I think it's going to be really out of left field. DJ Klein. What? <laughs> DJ Klein, yeah. like the serial killer. Yeah, guy? exactly. Yeah, do you remember? Like top ten scariest. Yeah. Well, he's just <laughs> listen. Deadly? That's right. So I put a little note next to everybody too, uh, about yeah. why I like included them on the list. And for DJ Klein at number nine, it's Hit List. Now that was legendary. Yeah, this, right. This that makes kid, perfect sense. This kid had a fucking hit list of people that he was going to kill. Do you know anybody who was on the list? No, I can't remember. I'm sure I, don't I did even at the time. Who was on the list. I'm sure I did at the time, but I mean, he would it he put would him always down. He was he lived in infamy for the rest it, of his high school he career. He was very that. very terrifying for that. He and would run through the halls and he was just absolutely terrifying he was a, for and that. And he had a friend, didn't he? What was that kid's name who he was friends with? He like kind of looked down. Aaron Samuels. No, I don't think that's it. Which one? It could have been. I'm thinking cuz Aaron Samuels is Chocolate Sundas. You remember that kid? That, no, it okay. wasn't him. It was it was a kid in his grade because Chocolate Sundas was a grade below us. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the young man's name. I don't. It, remember. It he always, he had like a little friend who I thought was like they were masterminding shit. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good pick. Yeah. for uh, he's my number nine. My number nine. Timmy Tabor. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that kid, that kid was cool yeah. as fuck. That kid was. The he was the coolest fucking kid cool. when he came to our school in like third, second, third grade. I remember seeing that kid going, "Whoa!" You sat and he forward, cool. and he was hot. He was hot, as and he fun. smelled good. He he had you know he, he had like Aeropostale and Abercrombie and Fitch cologne. Yeah, he's a little preppy boy, mm. but like he was also a bad boy. And you know, eventually he turned into a trashy boy, yeah. as yeah, they always do. Yeah, I don't know he, how. Well, because he kind of he was job. kind of a bad boy. That was part of what made him cool. He sort of like boy, the Jake Bauermeister effect. Abercrombie and Aeropostale. Maybe, maybe they had a good. Maybe his parents had a good job. You know, I don't know. Goodwill. 
too. Maybe, but Plato's he was dressed. I, oh, you know, Timmy. Who knows? Man, he was legendary, though. I think. Yeah, we both have good top yeah, nine so yeah. far. Wow. Uh, moving on. Do you want to move on to number eight? I'll do number eight. Arian McCorkle. Oh my for, god! For inclusiveness, oh because my god. he was <laughs> he was the only. He was the first for a, very, for a very long time. First and only for a very, very long time. We only had one one black kid at our school. And and just to make it even more diverse, he has a white mom. Yeah, he does have a yeah. white mom. Yeah, my mom used to talk to her at the PTA meetings. Arian McCorkle, I remember he would get on the bus in elementary school and he always smelled like baby powder. Why? Well, I don't want to be racist, but it is stereotypical you that put baby they, powder they on Yeah, their just because they're more strong. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever, what have you. But he always, I just remember, because he would sit by me sometimes on the bus and way early in elementary school. And he, yeah, he would, he always smelled like baby powder. Maybe he was wearing diapers still. I'm not spreading no, that rumor. Wasn't. I'm not spreading that rumor. There was somebody, there is somebody at the school who, if they don't get mentioned, I will spread that rumor oh. at the end. So my number eight, did you have anything else to say? No, about that means, no, it was just. Uh, my number eight, Casey Hall. Casey, Casey Hall. Hall. Now, Casey, Casey Hall, uh, when I think of Casey Hall, I think of PDA. PDA. Because she was so afraid of PDA. She was very wholesome. Very wholesome. And the other thing that I wrote down is the bus incident. And I, I think incident. I've told this story um probably not on the podcast, though, but it's a, a very iconic story. She got on the bus one day, and she sat down across from me, and she said, my aunt... She said, my aunt told me to start to not talk to boys because they only want one thing. And this is like, uh, we're in like second grade and it's Casey Hall. So I laughed my ass off. Well, it was maybe fifth grade. <laughs> you know, we were certainly in middle school. Fifth, right. It was either fifth or sixth grade. So I'm laughing my ass off because I'm like, why? I mean, I guess it's nice that her aunt was preparing her for that men only want sex. But why were they telling Casey Hall that in sixth grade? I've always wondered it. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. In sixth grade, like, they're, like, worried about her. Right. Maybe they're just overprotective. I mean, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, but they could be Casey Hall, parents who were... Uh, she eventually, you know, lived down the road from us. Yeah, and didn't she have a boyfriend at one point? Yeah. Sort of almost a fiancé. So, you know, wherever... Wow. I think of Casey Hall... I remember Hall, Casey Hall had one hell of a fucking voice. Yes. One day in fucking um, algebra class in like eighth grade, or it was some class like that, because I don't know why she was in my class. I really didn't feel like she belonged there because Brent Park used to get mm-hmm. mad yeah. at her because he would explain something and then after everything he explained, like he'd be like, okay, so this is a triangle. She'd be like, what's a triangle? What's a triangle? Come on. She would always say shit like that. Come on. You're right. She would do it all the time. Like, oh, right. come on. Come on. What's a triangle? And he'd be like, Casey, let me finish. Oh, my God. She would, he would get livid. So I just... And then one day, uh, she always felt uncomfortable in that class because she knew Brent didn't like him. And then one day, it was like a... A cheat day, or maybe it was like one of the last days he was playing music, and she just starts singing. And I drove my key and drove my something, dude. Whatever. That's it is. so funny. And she killed it. I I always thought fondly of her ever since. Now I same similarly. I remember Casey Hall was one of the most brave people I remember because she performed in the ele- elementary school talent show. Really? I didn't have the balls to do it. My best friend Austin Studebaker wouldn't do a stand up routine with me. Oh, that would make so we though. didn't do it. 
And Casey Hall got up there and sang Delta Dawn. And, you know, I think she was in concert choir in high school, too. So, yeah, she kept up with it. And she good did have her. a very I'm good voice. You, yeah. If you, for whatever reason you're listening to this, I'm proud of you. Right. If, if you're listening to this, I don't know who sent it to you, but they betrayed our trust. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, number seven. Now this is a this is a an obscure one. Did you do that? Yeah, you did number eight. Now this is obscure. See, this is why that video with Jonathan didn't work out because I can't remember my own. I can't keep track of what we've oh. already done. So of course, you know, of course it would have fallen apart, and it took a damn hour for us to go through the Pixar right. twenty two damn movies. Number seven may be controversial because of one thing that this person did, but I'm putting Kara Patooch at number seven. Kara Patooch? What is it? Yes. Why is it controversial? She was your bully. She stole your book? Something yeah, that like that. That wasn't a big deal. Well, <laughs> I, know. Even in the I know. I know. No, I, I, know. I left my book somewhere. Like It was like one of the third day of classes, and I left it somewhere, and I just never saw it again. In the end, and I just use like one of the copies they have in the class every time. There's no sh- right. There was a bunch of them, and then I think maybe the books were even assigned to us or something. Mm-hmm. And then Kara Patooch just so happened to have mine. Right. And she told me at the end of the year, so it wasn't a big deal. Were I'm you, like, oh, okay, that's not that's fine. Were you not also the person that she bullied, and then they featured in the smoke signal? If that happened to me, I didn't know about it until now. <laughs> Okay, well you would have. I think you would have remembered. I think, but I thought that was you. But it must maybe it was Jordan Turner. Not that I'm confusing you with Jordan Turner. I'm just conflating two stories together. Oh, being like so? she stole your like, book. Man, and I'm over she's... here sitting here thinking Kara Patooch was no. talking shit about no, me. No, now I, I'm remembering. I oh my god! <laughs> that's why I put the. That's why I put the fucking yearbook away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll put that away. <laughs> See, that's a good idea. Um, now. Uh, the reason I put Kara, Pat- I did write, I wrote funny, bully, rags to riches. <laughs> now, the thing that made Kara Patooch a good, well, not riches, but I'll oh. explain. Now, part of the thing that made Kara Patooch funny was just her, her sort of Simon Cowell, as, you know, very mean observational humor, which, uh, right. was just bullying. I mean, was just, <laughs> was just bullying, <laughs> but... It was so funny, and she and she just I I always I just anytime I had a class with Kara Patooch or when Kara Patooch was in show choir and just I loved being and I, I loved being with Kara Patooch. I loved hanging out with Kara Patooch. She was very funny. I missed her when she gra- when she well I don't even know if she graduated. God's honest. I'm gonna say she graduated. I think she did. She was a year ahead of us. Yeah, I'm gonna say she graduated because I remember when she came back to rehearse for graduation. That's right. Her senior year, she kind of disappeared on show choir, and I missed her a lot because I was like, well, that's the last time we're ever gonna like spend together. You know, I'm not re- you know I'm not ever gonna think that we're gonna be friends outside of high school. You know what right, I mean? Right. Right. So I'm like, this is it. And she just like kind of disappeared, and and then on the like the last day of school when they were when the seniors were rehearsing for graduation, she comes in to visit show choir and causes a commotion, you know, as as they would, you know, when when the old people would come back. But uh, the, the one thing though that I will cringe about is that video on the channel called Kara Patooch that Kara Patooch requested that I make. What is it? You, I, you, I, I remember seeing, like, I know the video, I see the thumbnail on my head, but I don't remember the content. She wouldn't leave me alone about it. She watched the video, she found my channel, and she wanted me to make a video about her, so I did. And I, it's just about Kara Patooch and why I liked being her friend. Now, it's cringe, but I won't ever watch it again, ever. But 
She's number seven on the list. I'm going to make you watch it. I forgot. Rags to riches. Now, there was a time when we thought she was deep on drugs and she lost a lot of weight. You remember all those? Oh, yes. I do. After high school. she was like working at Steak and Shake and it was kind of like iffy. Well, she moved out of state. She has a kid now. She's living her best life. So in that sense, rags to riches. You know, I I feel like uh, she's like, I just, I'm, I'm happy for her. So rooting for her. She's number seven. I never really spoke much to her. I always just thought she was very obnoxious. But yeah, I don't know. Never really like. Uh, I remember she was friends with Shelby Glass. Yeah, I think at some point, mm-hmm. and like during middle school, I had the biggest crush on Shelby Glass. I mean, I wrote about her every day in my journal. Right, <laughs> and we, which you can listen to as an earlier episode of exactly. this show. Who knows which one? But yeah, <laughs> if you listen to all. Yeah, all it's, right. It's in the description. <laughs> my number seven. Now this is really bad out of order because this person is at best an honorable mention, and yeah. I was an oversight of me making the list. But Seth Tritle. Oh my God! <laughs> that's so. Oh my God! That's a deep cut. <laughs> that's a really deep cut. That is a deep, deep cut. <laughs> when I first got to Northwestern in the second grade, Seth Tritle rode my bus, and I was really fucking scared because I never rode the bus. I was always getting picked up from school, like picked up and took there. And it was a new school, my first day of second grade. I'm so fucking shy. But Seth Tritle took a liking to me and like showed me where my class was. And he was in the same class as me. He was just my first friend. He was a really nice person to me. Yeah. And I never forgot it, even though, I mean, we were always just cool throughout school. Mm-hmm. We were always just like, hey, what's up, man? Just because yeah. he was my first friend in second grade. That's so honestly wholesome. He's, yeah. You know, so I, I, you can't, you, I don't know. I haven't kept up with Seth Tritle for sure. But, you know, I never really thought you could say anything bad about the guy. No, I'll give funny. him that. He was funny. Yeah, he was a funny guy. Nice. Had two moms. Yeah, he did have lesbian moms. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Number six. Number six. Number six for me is, this is on a technicality, Emily Martin. Oh! Because technically she was the valedictorian, right? Yeah. So, I mean, she was the... The best. Yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah but right. like not the best to me, but she right. was the best student. She's pretty iconic too. Like I think about Emily Martin a lot too. I think about her way more than I probably should. She especially passed especially because I never spoke to her. Yeah. She passed my 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 mind when I was making this list, but I didn't ultimately go with her. Um but Emily Martin, yeah, she was always a really good student. What can yeah, you say? She began she began as an honorable mention, not much to say about her. Number six for me also wasn't uh, originally an honorable mention, uh, even though I guess the relationship wouldn't be uh, well in the grander scheme of like in the grander scheme of like eighty, ninety years, I hope it is. <laughs> like I hope it is. Who would be? Uh, uh Jacob Rohr. Wow. Yeah. Now, Jacob Rohr was a year ahead of us, but uh we both we were in like every musical together, my first and my first through, like, eighth musical that I was ever in was, you know, starring alongside Jacob Rohr, who had, honestly, at least for Northwestern, and maybe, you know, maybe just in general, a God-given talent for singing. He, The, the young man was a good singer. I'll give him that. And uh, we, we, I don't know what happened, but we, we don't, we're not in contact anymore. Really? I think we're Facebook friends, maybe, well, didn't but... didn't he get all religious and shit after Well, he school? went to Bible college, yeah. that He went to school to or be a pastor. he was always religious? Yeah, he was always religious. Well, maybe, I mean, I guess maybe it's just following God's will now. You know, 
And his mom, his mom still follows me on uh, Instagram and likes all my photos. Yeah, I re- See, this is another person who I never really spoke with ever. Mm-hmm. I always just remembered him looking like Sasquatch ever since I saw him yeah. the first time. I was like, who is that kid and why is he so fucking tall? He is. He is. And I remember iconic. I remember. So I actually, I forgot about this, but my relationship with Jacob Rohr actually goes back even earlier than that. What? Because when I went to vacation Bible school with Austin oh Studebaker at you Donaldsville Church, Bible God. School? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God. Jacob Rohr was there, too. They went to that church as well. So I remember him from that. And then I remember the next time I saw him, I saw him at that. And then I saw him when he hit puberty. <laughs> and, oh, really? And it was I was like, oh, hey, Jacob. And he's like, hey, Zach. And I, he had, like, <laughs> the deepest. Cool. I was like, oh, my God. It was wild. Hey, it was crazy. He I was remember he was truly, like, the biggest kid I had known at that point. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that seems uh, legendary. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you're right. Number six. <laughs> he was my number six. So now we're on the number five. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, number five... Yeah, my Emily Martin was my number six. Number five for me, uh, this is one that is a little controversial because of why they're on the list. Uh, Victoria Stewart. Tori Stewart. Tori Stewart. Yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. this. Yeah. Now, folks, I just wanna <laughs> I just wanna lay this out here. We were we were both in middle school. And well, I guess in freshman year of high school, okay? We were both the same age. Early teenagers. We're teenagers. I know what I'm saying is creepy, and I know what I'm about to say is also, um, what do you want to say, objectifying to women? Uh, but you were 14. But Let's I was 14. On this one. Now, she wore the shortest fucking shorts in gym class, dude. And she, w- I, I think, when I think back to like who was the hottest girl in our in our class, it's it's either Tori Stewart or Maddie Fisher, right? And so I think it was Tori Stewart. Besides the eyebrows, I think by far she. <laughs> I was never that into Tori Stewart, to yeah. be perfectly honest with you, because she was just like, I guess she was like the traditional sense of beauty, but I yeah. never really found her that attractive. Like, I just I think I prefer brunettes because I mean Tori is or not, uh, but Maddie is blonde, and you know those are the two. Yeah, I mean those were they were the two most popular. Yeah. girls in this whole school. I would uh, relieve myself uh, specifically in the uh, the weight room, bathroom at school? at school. In the middle school? Gym. gym. In high oh. school, yeah. In the, in the high school when we would you go to the weight room. You jumped in the weight room bathroom? Yeah, isn't that kind of Whoa. iconic? Isn't that wow. like... Wow. I really would love at some point to like put together a list of every room that I did in that building because oh it's God. a lot. It, Northwestern, really? Yeah, unfortunately. But listen, again, it was the libido. What can you do when you're going through that? You just have to I jerk. Did, I never did that then. Oh, I did so many. I could probably list them all right here. The bathroom outside of Mr. Kramer's classroom, the one that that like small bathroom right across from Mr. Yeah. Peter Kramer's room. Uh, Mrs. Perk's office, the the light room in the choir room, the piano room in the choir room, both dressing rooms in the choir room. How did you that sure might that be nobody it. would walk in on you? Wasn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't. Damn. Anyway. Um, what would you have done if you got caught? 
well, I guess been expelled and put on a list. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, yeah, in the weight room bathroom, of course. But she, it it was, she, I mean, I know she wasn't doing it on purpose, guys. That's the point of objectifying women. But she, her underwear were always being shown flashed in her legs. Oh, and I it was it was too much. School. Yeah, That's like drove you crazy. It drove me wild. Now I know it's wrong, but she's number five. <laughs> <laughs> you really covered your ass there. Number five for me. I think I think it's another deep cut. Mark Shipman. Okay, okay, that's he was, interesting. He was the first con artist I've ever met <laughs> in my life. I've never oh my met, god! <laughs> I had never met a con artist before. That's so funny. This kid used to every single day. He'd be like, "Hey, I forgot, I forgot my uh, lunch money. Uh, can I have a couple dollars for lunch?" And people would just give him money. I'll, I gave him money before. I'm just like, "Okay, I'm sorry, dude." <laughs> He's a small little munchkin kid, and then eventually. It came, it like got back to his dad or something, right? It got back to his dad, and his dad came in and paid back everybody who had given Mark Shipman money. Oh my god, I that's a cool story for that. Mark. That is well, and it's just a cool story. That's like a lot of what these people are. They're just cool stories, you know. Really, yeah, yeah. But I, when I think, I almost put Mark Shipman on my list too. Um, but Mark Shipman. I, iconic for always wearing that bow tie and vest every yes. for his uh his, his parents pictures. would always dress him up very nicely. Latricia doesn't like you very <laughs> no, much today. I'm just clumsy. But yeah, I didn't include Mark Shipman on my list because I hated Mark Shipman. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people did. I mean, he was on a lot of people's shit list, and I think he transferred in like sixth or seventh grade. Yeah, he was always moving. He had a military dad. Oh, is that what yeah. it was? He was always moving around, so he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, and he's like still transient. He's still always moving around and is he? Yeah, trying you know, to. You know yeah, remember him? we found him on we found him on Facebook. Yes, I yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're number four. It's not going to be as exciting because my number four is Casey Hall. Oh, okay. She made it to number okay. four on my list, but we've already spoken about her. Well, what about her made her to get to number four for you? I put I don't know my notes here. Everything we said. She's very wholesome. She has a killer voice. And I always remember thinking it was really sweet. Because she's just a sweet little girl. Mm-hmm. And she she just loved horses. Yeah. And I just think about it, I'm just like, oh, that's so cute. Because she'd always come in with, like, horse shirts and, like, horse backpacks. And the teachers would get her horse things who mm-hmm. liked her. It was it, She would get so fucking happy. It just, thinking that, back when it really warms my fucking heart. But I have to say, I did just realize that Casey Hollow, my list is all off. And I only had eight, I guess, because Casey Hall is my third, too. Oh, well, um, one thing I'll say about Casey Hall, since she's since she's also another part on your because list, because I skipped one, but oh, so okay. she's not one. She's not okay, whatever. Casey Hall. One thing I'll say about her that you just reminded me of is that she loves animals, and she would always message me on Facebook and ask specifically how my animals were doing by name, and I thought that was so sweet. She's she was very nice about that. She's a very sweet girl. My number four, uh, John Looney. John Looney. John Looney. Now, I put John Looney at number four because all throughout high school, uh, now, I know it's cringe, but he was iconic for t-shirts, graphic tees, and it was just, uh, you know, if he's listening, and John Looney, I think, is just a genuinely, like, funny, funny, nice guy, you know, he was twisted, got suspended for, like, saying something about cutting up the, that one teacher, Mrs. Steele. Yeah, got, like, ISS for that, but... 
Jay, uh, John Looney, I really liked coming in every day and looking at your shirts. It was, you know. John Looney did it was me something. a wholesome deed back in the day. He's a fan of metal music, and I am too. And back in eighth grade, this is like when, like, he he's like, you want a Slipknot CD? I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I can burn CDs at home. And sometime in this, like, middle school era where... It's like if you knew someone with a CD burner who could do that, you'd be like, what? <laughs> You're right. And he brought, I told him, yeah, and then he brought me in like fucking 10 albums or some shit like that. And I actually listened to him and I really liked him. He introduced me to probably a lot of what my music taste turned into. Well, that's incredible. Wow, I never would have thought right. about that. <laughs> Thank you, John Looney. Um, so now you, so what happened with your list? Do you have, my, do uh, I need to read my number, number three? three my, I do have okay. a number three. It's because I skipped them way back. Oh, okay. And so they're not deserving of number three, but they do have a really distinct memory in my mind that got them to the list in the first okay. place. Preston Hatmaker. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> this, this kid was bad. He was bad to the bone. He was just like, he was just like, bad like he i don't know how to explain how bad he was he just never ruled and uh i remember in third grade he was this isn't the memory but in third grade he was really poor and i would come home and he didn't have pencils or utensils or notebooks or anything ever and i went home and told my mom like i feel so bad for this kid like he doesn't have anything and my mom went out and got me extras of everything and said, just, hey, like, I have extras and just give it to him. That's so So my nice. mom had me do, like, that wholesome deed. And he'd be like, thank you. And so every now and again, he, we were cool in those days. Yeah. And actually, in, like, third grade, I was friends with Tyler Denson, who would go on. They were best friends, and I broke up the friendship. Oh. <laughs> oh. Because I was friends with Tyler Denson at that point. But whatever. The, the iconic memory I have is I – do you remember the pr- vice president? principal of the middle school which one the last one we had mr gerbrick mr gerbrick yeah one day in lunch i'm at the right place right time i'm coming out of lunch early or something and press and mr gerbrick is pulling preston Hatmaker out of the lunch oh. and i'm like what the fuck is going on and preston is going fucking berserk oh. he's like get off of me get the fuck off and I'm like, he said, fuck. Oh, oh my God. God. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I watched Preston Hatmaker turn around and go, <gasps> smack uh, Mr. Gerberg right uh, in the fucking face. Uh, I swear to fucking God. Oh and he's like, God. come with me. Oh, my God. And all these people, God. all these teachers ran in. They're like, ah, they like got him off of it because he's still trying to go. Oh, my Gerberg. God. He fucking beat up Mr. Gerberg. I would never forget it. That's a pretty high. That's a pretty number three spot. I guess it would be. Yeah. That's a pretty number three spot. Spoiler, not spoiler alert, but plug in another project I'm working on. Tune into YouTube to hear about a whole discussion soon about breaking down teachers' salaries, including Mr. Matt Gerberg, uh, including how he was able to afford that Harley. Ooh. So my number three is Trevor Skaggs. Wow. Trevor Skaggs. He made it to the list. Uh, Trevor Skaggs is just another iconic person that he we is. went to school with. You could, you can't. I honestly don't think you could go to Northwestern during that time period and not just, know who I Trevor have, Skaggs is. I have to confess this. He's my number one. Oh, I still I, number I know, one. But well, that, yeah, it's happens. I mean, he, he's worthy. Of, he's yeah. your top three. He's yeah. my number one. This kid was fucking legendary. Absolutely iconic. Running through the halls, screaming about his favorite team. I think teams. they should change the mascot of the school to Trevor Skaggs. I agree. That's honestly. how much I associate like. He's one of the first associations, for whatever reason, I make with like the elementary school, mm-hmm. the middle school, and the high school. Yeah, mostly. He was school. iconic. He was simply iconic. Trevor would run through the hall. Go Steelers! 
he would switch between loving the Steelers and the Bengals all right. the fucking time. And he like, would, the teachers would be like, what do you like today, Trevor? Bengals! They'd <laughs> be like, I, I thought I was hate the Steelers! And he, if it was the weekend, he'd run to the school every day. It didn't every matter single if it day. Was the school. School's out. He'd be We're so fucking excited. Home. Yeah. Oh, I oh love my Trevor gosh. Skaggs. It's so and then in wholesome. high school, and then in high school, the heart issues, and he wasn't there oh, that day that yeah. we had this class photo, and, and they photoshopped him in. That's fucking they had a iconic. Kid hold a picture of him. Oh, and it was that picture. fucking pipsqueak, Kyle. That went on oh, to that play. Kyle yeah, Pipsqueak. <laughs> yeah, that went on I forgot about that kid. I hated that kid, and he's in our fucking photo, kinda as a fucking body double that they then photoshopped into Trevor Skaggs, who had open heart surgery, and he's doing all right. Sometimes I, sometimes he'll f- live stream when he's farming on Facebook Live, it's and so I'll sit awesome. there and watch with him at six in the morning. It's really it's nice. Awesome. I remember, and the first time I ever saw Trevor it was obviously the first lunch i had at northwestern elementary school in second grade but he was so small back then that he could not even pull himself up onto the school like like the seats at lunch oh he, he had i remember seeing him i'm like is that is that a baby i didn't know i was like, I was like what is that and there's somebody who would go like and just lift him up and plop him down That's on the so thing. Cute. And then they had to like pick him up and put him back. He's so he was such a small young man. I love he, that young man. Five foot maybe, if no, probably less. Less four and a half maybe. The other thing I wrote, uh, I wrote screaming, and then I wrote naked Jim because in middle school in he would gym always class, get butt ass naked. He would get butt ass naked. I mean, that's I would not give him the top spot for that. It always made me really uncomfortable. It was awkward as hell. And, and Mr. He, Ports would come in and watch him. Watch him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and at, at one point, originally we had in the in the middle school locker room. This is like this is weird to me. Okay, this is like a little bit of a tangent. The middle school boys' locker room. We had a bathroom. You remember that? Yeah, I do. And we would go in there, and that's where Trevor would eventually start changing because he would go in the stall after people started making fun of him for getting completely naked. Right. He would go try to change in there if somebody wasn't using it. And there was also like you know there was like two rows of lockers, and then there was like the shower. But there was a drinking fountain and a restroom yeah. too. Yeah. Well, after a while, they just sealed that door to the restroom off because we would change in there for the uh, for the the musicals. That was where our dressing rooms, and there was no restroom over there anymore. And people didn't even know it existed. And I'm like, it's behind this door. I'm like, there's a bathroom behind this they door, and they didn't know it even existed. We would piss That's in the weird. shower drain because, you, well, I would go over to the girls' dressing room because they liked me and because I identified as gay at the time, and they would just let me in, and I'd go in oh, there and pee. Nice. I never saw anybody. I would be, you know, I never, I literally never saw anybody, but they would trust me, so I'd go over there and use the real bathroom, but if you couldn't get over there in time, you, you had to piss down the drain, and it smelled like fucking piss in there because all the Ew. other guys would just piss in the fucking shower drains. Disgusting. Ew. It was disgusting. I don't understand, like, there was, it probably just didn't work anymore, the plumbing or whatever, but it's just fucking weird that they sealed the door off. Oh, it's it creeps me out. Anyway. They have a kid in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> so who is your number three? Did you get your number three? Okay, number three, see, uh, God. So my number two is Jeremy Locks. Really? Yeah. Um, I put Jeremy Locks at number two because he is just a successful young man I'm who followed his dream of being a photographer slash videographer, really and he's doing it, and he's... He, 
he's made a career out of it. It's not just like a fucking hobby. He he's some he's truly someone to look up to. Honestly, he's a bit too religious for me. That's <laughs> that's yeah, like you know that's a huge uh, minus. Not that it's a minus, inspiring. but it's a minus. But he's a very inspiring young man. He right out of high school went to college, studied you know became a photographer worked at wittenberg as a photographer now owns his own business that has employees that's wow. it's just insane dude I, i'm so proud of him he lives in columbus he's married good for him wow he lives here yeah he lives in columbus i, could just I mean run probably into him in the nicer part of columbus not that we live in bad part but he I mean, make he makes some he makes some decent money on his website listen and his website locks creative i think dot com or something like that i'll give him a plug he uh has like a thing where you can you know submit your requests like to be like hey could you do this you know and get a quote and the it says like what do you what's your expected budget and the minimum budget is like a thousand dollars. Are you serious? Yeah. So the young man is doing. Are you? And he's serious? worth it. The content. He's getting ready to publish another book. Whoa. I bought his first book for you for Christmas. I know. One I still year. have it. Yeah. And he's getting ready to publish another one. Oh my God, I know. Jeremy! I know. I'm very, I'm very proud of the young man from afar. And you know what else I'll say? Jeremy Locks. I could cry though, right now. That's really We used sweet. to be friends at one point. Not that we're not friends now, but we used to be like, you know, we would be friends you know when i was in that cody loft cody lambert big group Mm -hmm. of friends but um jeremy locks never stopped being my friend when like i came out of the closet like all the other Uh ones did he never like actively like hung out with me or like went out of his way to like talk to me but whereas everybody else pretended i didn't exist jeremy locks would still look me in the eye so i i really really did that that. they pretended like he didn't exist yeah for the most part, yeah. That's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. So, Jeremy Locks, number two. And the reason, it literally just says next to it, success. <laughs> like, because he's, like, he's, he's, very, he's successful. very successful. I'm very proud of him. And not in, like, a traditional sense, too. He didn't, he's not, like, a lawyer, you know? he's He did it in a creative pursuit. So, like, I'm, I'm it's very inspirational to me, too, because I, I would also like to have a creative career. Right. Good number two pick. Yeah. Who the fuck is number one? It's then? I'm so- honestly more. It's really obscure, but I think it'll make sense when I when I say okay. it. But it's really obscure. You don't have anybody else on your list. I have number two. Oh, okay. Give us your number two. Jacob Hahn. Oh. Okay. Okay. Jacob Hahn. The first day of school. Oh my god. Beat yeah. the shit out of George Sutton out of yeah. nowhere. I mean, yeah. George Sutton was just such an unassuming fucking kid in our school. Mm-hmm. He was nobody. Yeah. I mean, not in a rude way, but he was not it. It he, wasn't like he was the most popular kid like, in school. He'd be like me beating up me. Right. You know, like right. no like everybody knew I was there, but nobody really talked to me. Right. And he beat the shit out of him and just caused a major fucking reputation for himself. But the kid he was like a fucking goodwill hunting. The I kid was a fucking agree. genius. Yeah, I completely agree. He was way smarter than I was on every level. He was so fucking smart. And uh but he would always give inspirational speeches. Yeah. I mean, he was just a weird fucking guy because he was bad as fuck. And of course the speech where he's like, you know he got up in front of the whole class and he went, You know what? When I first came to the school, I thought y'all were a bunch of fucking redneck losers or something oh. to this degree. <laughs> he's like Y'all are, but y'all are. All right. Oh my god! <laughs> y'all are all right. All, yeah, I don't know why. I'm I love I love Jacob Hahn too. Uh, in the similar way, he's he scared me way too much to make my list. <laughs> he he respected me and like a, like he thought I was funny. You know what I mean? Like he was nice and like I wasn't 
afraid to be around him because I knew he of the Goodwill Hunting sort of thing. He's you know what I mean? Works. But he was he was very intimidating, and I was very afraid of him. You know, it was very. He's, he's it's like being around like a. It's like being around a tiger. You know what I mean? You're like he's. You can play with them, but any second they could bite your fucking head off. You're right. He it was, was a wild scary. Part. It was scary. And I remembered, so as soon as you said Jacob Hahn, I thought of Mrs. Leedy, because that was her first year as our principal as oh, well. Oh, she had to make an example and she, out of him. And she had gave us what I look back on and I think might have been the best speech we heard as, oh, as yes. a class. Because she was After talking. After he beat the shit out of George Sutton. Right. She gives us this whole speech about how we're a class and like we shouldn't have let some some new kid come in here and beat up somebody we went to school with since kindergarten. I'm crying. I think she's what I'm crying. I think she's what inspired this, to be honest, because when we remembered that years ago and she said they're like, we grew up with like right. you grew up with George. Right. And she's and like, I remember getting emotional then I'm like, I know. We did. She's like you she's like, you might not be friends with George. You might not even like George, but you grew up with George. And I'm like, oh my god, that was it was so really, somber. I want to reach out to Mrs. Leedy and Me tell too, her she, that was a really, that was the most inspirational speech I've ever seen given. And I watched Michelle Obama speak. Right, it was really honestly good. It was a really good speech, and I remember that iconically. And then when you said he stood up and gave speeches, I first thing that popped into my head was Jacob Hahn standing up. We had a big old speech when they were sending us home early because of a snowstorm. And Mrs. Leedy was like, we need to be safe. We need, we're going to do this safely. Here's, here's, you know, drivers are going to go home. You know what I mean? The people that get picked up are going to go home at this time. Buses are going to start dismissing at this. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And Jacob Hans stands up and he's like, y'all, you need to listen to this. Them bus drivers are risking their lives to get you home. So you need to sit down and listen to what saying i remember that yeah yeah. i was like damn i literally thought damn if jacob hans telling me i really should right right yeah so brave of him yeah he had no qualms about anything he and he saw himself certainly as a leader as an alpha yes he did (laughs) he was and he really was i don't know if he's doing well these days but i'm i I wish him well i wish him well my number one it's a very random one I think, and but I think you'll see the connection once I maybe explain it. Number one for me is Luke Burns. <laughs> That's so fucking weird, Zach, that you would say that. I know. Now, I obviously, wonder if it, I wonder if it's for the same reason I thought you would include him because I thought you would for some That's reason. Weird. There's two I reasons like, I wrote down, so the chances are you've probably guessed the reason. But when I think when now I got to say this list doesn't include any of our friends because obviously you're number one and obviously like Bree is number two. Hannah's, you know, they're all up there. All of our friends are that we went to school with are obviously uh, omitted from the list. So in no way was Luke Burns really like, you know, my favorite person that we went to school with, I guess. But when I think about the lasting impact that somebody had on me, it came to me all of a sudden. What? Luke Burns was the first person that I remember that had a YouTube channel. That's exactly why yeah. I thought you would do it. Yeah. That's exactly why I thought you yeah. would do it. I thought he was the inspiration for you to do it. Exactly. He his video he would do sort of like Fred parodies, you yeah, know, like where he would speed his voice everybody up. Everybody loved them. And they went viral at our school. Like 3, everybody loved views. them. I mean, everybody was everybody loved his channel. Of course, I don't remember what the hell it was called, but it's defunct now. But yeah, and obviously that inspired me to create Austin's Act Zero Zero, 
um, with with Austin Studebaker, and it, I'm, it's like a decade, thirteen years later, and I'm still doing it. So clearly, it's had a last his influence at that. Right that. And the thing is, it wasn't just like oh, he inspired me, but he also like was very supportive of it when I started making videos. He? he would leave comments and like my videos, and like wow, exactly. He was a fan, or at least he said he was a fan of Gail's Killing Spree when that was on the wow. channel. You know, it, it meant a lot because you know he was. Uh, certainly, uh, we were sort of friends, but he was he was still one level higher than that friend group that I was in at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he would I, hang you're, out you're, with them, but he right, was still right. one level higher than them. And because he was also friends with Tori Stewart and Maddie Fisher, right, and that's what made him the kid. most popular, one of the most popular kids in school. Right, you guys were like kind of in tier two, I think. Yeah, right. I I would say I was probably by the end if by you tier, tier three. One. No, you were, you were tier one by high school. And what? In what realm? Uh, oh, I guess if we're saying tears as in like, I just thought you were the most popular kid in high school. I didn't. Think I had a lot any, of friends. I, I didn't mean, think there was any doubt about it. Everybody so, knew who well, you were. You, like, you were like the yeah, kid in okay. school. Yeah, okay. I guess okay. Well, in certain way, in certain way. Well, no, in certain ways. But I, when I think of like who was the most popular people in school, I think of like Leanna Durbin and Maddie Fisher and you know. Corey Stewart and I guess I think of them too, but yeah. like who actually really knew them? You're right. They were just sort of like the kings and queens. You're right. You were like the prime minister. Well, I, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, yeah, I appreciate that because especially because it signifies that uh, that President Porter did nothing, which I I do. No, yeah. <laughs> President like, Porter let us down. Right. She. Yeah. Fuck President Porter. <laughs> um. But the other reason, the other reason that I, when I think of Luke Burns, the other thing that I always think of is the Simba story. And that is that when he was dating Maddie Fisher, they had sex on his, their period. And he did the, you know, smearing of her period blood across her forehead. Now, I don't want to do that. Did he do that? that? Well, that's a rumor, at least. It's certainly a, an iconic rumor at the school. And all I'm saying is... The only re I don't think the action is hot of smearing the period blood. No. Um, but the fact that that was like one of the first times I heard somebody in our class was having sex, it oh, opened yeah. up a whole new world to me where I was like, oh my god, that's hot. I'm like, people are people around me are already having sex. <laughs> you know what this? I mean? That was like. Oh well, eighth, ninth, tenth he grade. Had sex with Tori Stewart back then. Maddie Fisher when he Maddie was dating Fisher. Maddie Fisher. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, you know, I'm not even I'm not even saying nothing wrong about period sex, but I'm just saying it was that was one of the hottest stories to me, just because the the sheer fact that it happened. Uh, that it happened. Right. Exactly. Luke Burns, everybody. Number right. one. Jacob Pond, also number one. Trevor Skaggs was your number one. Oh yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, put him in a fight. Trevor Skaggs versus who? Luke Burns. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, well, by now, Luke Burns, by the time we graduated, Luke Burns was, like, really tall, really fit, like, his older yeah, brothers, and, like, uh, and, like, I'm not trying to spread any rumors or start any, anything, but I heard he was doing, that he did cocaine, too, like, he experimented with, you know, those sorts of drugs, nothing wrong with it, I'm not judging him, but I'm just saying, <laughs> right, anyway... Well, there's our top nine. I did have one honorable mention because originally we oh, I came up with ten. 
so my honorable mention is Mallory Williams. I was thinking about including her yeah. because I am. Oh, you go in with yours. Uh, that was all. I just I just thought about her when oh. I thought about like when I thought when I sat down and I'm like, who's the top ten people I went to school with? I kept coming back to Mallory Williams, and I'll just throw in another one, Brett Hensley. Brett Hensley. Not because I like them or anything, but I just remember them. I introduced Mallory Williams to her husband, and she loves me for it. Right. I mean, That's I mean, a, yeah. I really like. They they every time I talk to them, they're like, "What? Well, hey, how are you doing? Thank you for doing that. Like, Thank you for <laughs> you changed our lives. I did. Right. That's truly it was casually. a match made in heaven somehow. Well, I just I knew her. I knew Kyle Baker liked Mallory Williams, oh. and I was just audacious enough to tell her. Oh, I see. Well, hell, then, sometimes that's what it takes. And then years later, she like messaged him like, "Hey, do you actually like me?" <laughs> oh my! And he's like, "Yeah." And then he messaged me or something. Years later, he's just like, dude, thank you for doing that. Like, she's actually messaging me, dude. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. Well. There it is. Tune in next time for some more Motafe. And until then, stay moat. Stay moat. Death to every fucking Republican.